Arg, grog. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sideshow Podcast with Carrie Warbis and Matthew Weir. Um, so guys, how have you been this week? No, not this week, two weeks. Yeah, we missed you, Peter. I know we sort of only mentioned you right at the end. Were you offended by that? Well, you might have noticed I left my name out at the beginning as a little... Uh... <laughs> oh... Pointed barb. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, it was nice. To, it was not, nice. maybe it was your way of testing whether I actually listen, make me schlep through 55 minutes of you, <laughs> of this nonsense to finally find out that you, um, you thought of me. But yeah, no, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I actually, every time I listen to one of the ones that I'm not on, I think, I think, oh, this is, this is vastly superior product. Um, no. and you two, you two do a fantastic job. Well, Pat Brown and Peter Bowker missed you. Because they said so on Twitter. They didn't tell me and Matthew that, like, but I noticed it. Well, I mean, if Pat misses you, that's that's like, um, you know, that's gold standard, isn't it? Yep. Um, we've got a big history with Pat. Um, I'm not doing it. Do I have to have two Pat jingles? No, we don't. We can stick with one. Sorry, Pat, you don't get your own jingle. <laughs> Should we do a quick ad break and then um, come back with some um, waffle? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, so um, how much do we think Rosie weighs then? Uh, 42, 39, 56? <laughs> Very good, Peter. Thank you. Uh, Matthew, I was thinking of you when I, um, <laughs> I thought I've got, to get, I've got to do that one before Matthew does. I don't get that. It's the, the statistics of the girl in Whole Lot of Rosie. <gasps> Is it? Yeah, oh. she ain't exactly pretty. She ain't exactly small. 42, 39, 56. You could say she's got it all. Ooh. Do you know a family a family from Sydney, I think successfully sued ACDC because fans thought that they were being given a phone number to call from that and they kept calling this suburban house <laughs> somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, I think the family got quite riled about it. Because Sky is a UK on Twitter suggested we call the episode Whole Lot of Rosie this week. It's funny, isn't it? Because last week, you and I, Kerry, were saying that we got slightly confused over who Poppy and Rosie was. And we also <laughs> bemoaned the fact that we hadn't heard from Toby in a while. And then we got an we got a interlocking Toby, Rosie, Poppy storyline this week out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Who should we mention this week? And then they'll appear next week. Oh, joy. And Lee. Yeah. Joe Grundy. <laughs> Otto the Bull, bring him back. Phil Archer. Jack. <laughs> Bert Fry. In, in all seriousness, if you could have a character back, you know, who's either died or buggered off, um, mm. 
I might have um, what's a chops um, who's moved to Birmingham. We got sent to Birmingham for um, uh, with with Bethany, Mike's wife, Betty. No, and the um, the the you know the just sort of like the the, the brassy loud woman who everyone hated and um, Kirsty hated. Am I, am I, have I gone mad? No, what the f- is her name though? <laughs> Look, we did this last week with Rosie and Bobby. People think this is our brand now, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah. What was her name? Mike and... It's Vicky, wasn't it? There you go. Well done. Yeah. You've just Thank looked you, that up, Matthew. No, because she was. It, she, she got a mention not that long ago. She's exactly who I want Rosie to grow up to be. Big, buxom, mm. you know, beefy, sort of loud um, <laughs> Vicky. I think I'd like um, Nelson Gabriel to return. These are the moments when I think you're... Is it too old? No, no, but you're, you've listened to it for just that tiny bit longer than me. Mm. Um, or the fact that when when he was around, I think I was probably, you know, it was on in my mum's kitchen. So I probably wasn't quite as aware of the characters. So I don't really have any proper memories of Nelson Gabriel. Someone did ask me recently if Nelson Gabriel was still in it because they knew that I did this about the archers. And I said that he wasn't. And he was also a little bit before my time as well. Yeah, you would have liked him. He ran a bar, a Nelson's Wine Bar. Oh, yeah, I would have liked him. And he had a very good voice. Was this the wine, uh, bar, wine bar where Elizabeth emptied a glass of wine over the top of the senior Fairbrothers' um, father when they, they were on a date? Quite possibly, yes. I don't know about that. But no, it, he was very, very good. Anyway, you can tell this week was quite um, iffy if we're talking about Loads of dead people and people who aren't in it anymore. <laughs> who would you most want to reanimate in Ambridge? I mean, the obvious joke is, well, let's start with a few of the ones in the, actually in the show. <laughs> um, yeah, Adam was in it as well, wasn't he, this week? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I know I know this is sacrilege in front of Kerry, but I really feel like Adam has been he's so far off the top spot for for most annoying character these days. He's like he's way down the list. I mean, your, your your man George is currently number one. I know it's kind of like you know, I don't know. It's like Leicester taking the title for one season and never going to have it again. So maybe George is just this one week. But it was kind of hinted at that he really is a proper bellend, wasn't it? When Eddie was like, "Oh yeah, he's he's crafty" or something when he was talking to mm. um, Oliver. He's clever, all right. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I am I am I. I think we, I think George is going to be like the, the the nasty Nick of the new era archers, isn't he? He's like I wrote in brackets, evil Chris. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. <laughs> Ultimate damnation. Even more evil, Chris. <laughs> the two of them, the interchange between um, him and Brad. I just felt like I was watching Fellowship of the Ring when they were all the hobbits were still in the Shire. That's what their accents reminded me of. The back and forth between the two of them. Mm. Yeah, starting to. I think they were both very well acted in that scene. Did you? Yes, yes. Mm. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a compliment to the actor that you know you dislike George so much because he really, he, you know, he he boosted the script and he. Yeah, and I think Brad did the um, kind of understated set back um slightly lower register of voice really really well he's thoughtful isn't he you can tell mm. um and you just really warmed to him i think i'm oh, we i was really rooting for him he nearly f-ed 
it with um, Oliver, didn't he? But... He did. Well, but then come the end of tonight's episode, he's he's almost had his turning point, has he? I mean, Chelsea was trying to turn him against Oliver. George was trying to turn him against Oliver. Um, but we were led to believe he had the emotional intelligence and sensitivity to see through it. Mm. And then he turned up at the end of tonight and Oliver thought he was doing everyone a solid by <laughs> buying this automaton to help them with the with the bailing. And it's ended up co- mm. costing poor Brad his job. Yeah. Brad marches on Oliver's house like the, you know, like Neil Ludd. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a uh, um, you know bit of bit of old school um, yeah. uh, humor there. But um, <laughs> but, but I because Brad, it does if Brad's being touted as a sort of man of substance and intelligence, like you know, but, mm. um, he's thick as pig shit. If he can't work out that um, it's not Oliver doing, Oliver might have done. You know, if Oliver if he can't work out that Oliver doing them a favor is not the same thing as him purposefully trying to do Brad over. Like it's an unfortunate coincidence. Like he can't be cross with Oliver about it. I think he's he's a bit torn though, isn't he? He's being pulled left, right, and centre about because Chelsea was awful, wasn't she? I, I really it really pisses me off when they do this. Why was she at Brad and bickering so much? Why are they enemies so so much? That was bloody annoying this week. Are there any siblings that just get on in a straightforward sense? I guess Tom and Helen. Yes. Needs to it. All of the all of the siblings are. So there's always some kind of antagonism, isn't there? It's oh, I thought you meant in real life. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you get on with your siblings, um, please uh, write to us at hello at Because we've never met any. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it does get a bit tiresome. It's like a it's a bit of a lazy trope that they kind of you know well they make mm. hay with it don't it don't they to go back to brad and george yeah but you'd think that chelsea you would really hope could based on other signs we've seen about her sort of looking out for others why why is she against brad really you'd think because you know tracy's on her uppers um that they'd be really rooting for each other she's that protective of tracy that she has to consider Oliver to be the enemy. And then once Brad is showing that he's having some kind of good time with Oliver, Chelsea pounces on that. And I know she shouldn't be giving him a hard time about it. Even Tracy was trying to pull her back a bit, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she's got a fair point. Like, we need to be careful here. But I think it's how she speaks to him. You know, that sort of, all right, really in his face. And you think, just explain it in a normal voice. He's sitting at the table next to you. Um, Kerry, you do realise that was absolutely bang on impression of Chaz and Dave doing rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) I love Chaz and Dave. Oh, yeah. Going to Margate. Driving (gasps) to Margate is, oh, that's one of my favourite Do you play it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Down to Margate. (laughs) Shall I go? What? What did you say, Matthew? I said, shall I go? <laughs> you two were just going to start doing a Chaz and Dave like concert. Now, you, you must like them, Matthew. Yeah, I mean, again, I was quite young when they popped up. Um, my friend Andy, who listens to us, is a, was a massive fan. He used to go and see them a lot in the last few years that they were touring. I once heard them. Mm. Um, I'm not going to say where, but yeah, I did hear them playing live, but I just couldn't get up off my back at the time to go and see them. Oh, really? I could, I could hear them drifting across the field, yeah. Matthew in a K-hole. 
It's a special kind of festival that's got Chaz and Dave playing. I, I, that's the kind of festival I'd like to go. Oh, it, was, it was Glastonbury '97. No, 2007. 2007. Ah. Yeah, I could hear them playing. It was, uh, it was wild. They started doing like some real old like soul numbers and stuff like that. It was really not what I expected. Bloody cracking! Oh, that reminds me as well. We can do a funny segue now into pizza vans only being suitable for music festivals not fate yeah too grungy yeah grungy and do you think do you know i spent at least 17 minutes trying to come up with a nirvana pizza joke and it ain't coming i mean that's just nonsense though isn't it i mean you go to yes. we went to um last year one of the first times i didn't do the pod since we started was when I went to a, like our first hot, you know, we went to camping and I remember coming back and telling you guys that there was like a big, basically like a food village at the campsite, mm. you know, like pizza. And there was a pizza van there. I mean, that's, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, uh, you know, but the, but that's sort of, sort of symptomatic of just how ubiquitous they are now. It, it makes complete sense. I think it's, I mean, Ian and Adam are thick as pig shit, but I think it's a really good business move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, for the WI to be up in arms and writing to committees and wanting it banned. I mean, Jesus, give us a break. Mm. Honestly. And Adam's sort of going, oh, well, maybe we'll do the launch somewhere else. And Susan's, <laughs> Susan just not, not allowing it. Matthew, as our um, petty behaviour in village life correspondent, what do you, do you think there's any truth to it? Because sometimes I think Kerry and I, being metropolitan elites, can, you know, be, you know, go a little bit, you know, off centre on this, and then you correct us or send us evidence of mm. life from rural England. The very existence of a pizza, wood-fired pizza van, or the fact that the Women's Institute would take issue with it being at the fate? Both. Oh, it, I mean, it's entirely possible it could happen. Yeah, it could get quite territorial, I think. Uh, I can't remember of uh, specific examples, but I think there's been a bit of a turf war with different food trucks at different events around the, that part of Gloucestershire before. But, I mean, what's he going to do to win over? So Susan said she's going to make it her mission mm. <laughs> to make to make this a success. Um, I didn't... Her idea was that you know, she told him, turn on the charm. And Adam went, you're joking. And I think everyone listening was like, yeah, you are joking. Are you? Yeah. How, he has to flick, do... that, flick that switch on the motherboard. Charm. <laughs> <laughs> Deploy the charm. He, uh, There's no way, though, that that's not directly competing with Victoria sponges and pots of tea, is it? Why would they be bothered? Pure snobbery, I think, isn't it? Ah, OK. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Susan's suggestion to hit them with the pizza is going to help, is it? That's what she said. Go yeah. in, bow, then scrape, then hit them with your pizza. It's like imagining like a, a full-on goat's cheese and asparagus and honey pizza in the face of Gene Harvey or Vic and Bob uh, Pan with a with the or with the full sound <laughs> effects. Just before we move away from um, Susan, I absolutely loved her sort of like resume. Oh. Uh, where she was dropping in her work as a you know award-winning DJ and all the rest of it, it was just fun. Anything where you get Susan kind of like you know really blowing her own trumpet. Yeah, it's wonderful. Packaging consultant has now been added to her bio as well, hasn't it? Didn't you enjoy her lording it over Helen? I I got a little bit of a buzz out of that. I got the impression she was reading. She had her phone on her lap with Wiki open, and she was basically reading what gel-based ice packs and whatever that other thing was kiln dried wood wool 
It looks like sort of straw, basically, but it's kind of like woody, strawy bits. But they were including um, postcards that Henry mm. had drawn of the cows yeah. in with the cheese to give their customers a warm, fuzzy feeling. I was like, well, the cheese arrived melted. They've already got a warm, fuzzy feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have to write on these postcards. This isn't practical. If they're going to actually sell a lot of cheese, they're, it's like book signings. You know, they'll have to do batches of postcards. Like Nick Cave does. He sells off signed postcards, doesn't he, on his website? Oh, they're, they're basically they're stealing Nick Cave's business model, as far as I can tell. Because <laughs> when they were saying, uh, oh, you don't want to put personal stuff out there on them interwebs, you know, you'll have your identity stolen and things. I was thinking, oh, maybe Clary hasn't told the Universal Credit that she's got this job or something, and suddenly the dole will be after her. I did wonder why Clary was so touchy about that. I mean, who else? Who's going to steal Clary? What would you do with Clary's identity? Sell it to Helen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blockbuster's shut now, isn't it? So you wouldn't be able to get any videos out. <laughs> I mean, that's about it, isn't it? You'd have a rum time trying to sort of um, use her bank balance, wouldn't you? Yeah, there might be there might be a couple of carnets from her trip to Paris left in her purse that you could use or something. I don't know. <laughs> but but the, the, the cheese business, how casually they're going, oh, yes, we will get the uh, buffaloes quite soon. But, you know, we've just got to get the Internet social media situation. Uh, what was it? Build on our current uh, customer base. But, just how Helen speaks about the whole... And she was really snappy at Clary and Susan as well. She's bloody horrible. You do realise this plot is the perfect perfect intersection of our three worlds, or one of Matthew's former worlds. So Matthew, uh, his former life as a chef, Kerry's current life as a food delivery um, entrepreneur, and uh, my kind of ongoing, um, you know, uh, sort of digital marketing stuff. Yeah. Hence our ability to comfortably label it as a crock of shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but this is this might be the one time that we can actually be vaguely authoritative and confidently so on any topic. <laughs> Everything else, like for instance, later on we'll talk about horse molesting, whatever it is they're doing at the foot of the stable. That was before I was a chef. <laughs> oh, sorry, Matthew. You've had such a varied career. I forgot about your uh, uh, um, your years as a horse gigolo. Um, <laughs> Although you wouldn't have, you know, like um, when it got too hot, you'd have to take the costume off and then in for a nasty surprise. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, Peter. This is the only thing we know anything about. Yeah, so. I thought they were suggesting there would be a collaboration between Adam, Ian and the Women's Institute because um, Susan said, "Give hand them your pizza and then they'll fold. And I'm like, oh, they're going to make calzone. <laughs> yes, I. They said lay it on thick. They'll. Oh, there fold. was a million. Yeah, there was a million yeah. pizza gags in there, weren't there? Yeah, I like the calzone. I don't like a calzone pizza. Do you? You know, I've got family in the sort of south of Europe, and when we used to drive down down there, and we go to Italy, and I used to apps. That was like that was the the best thing in the world for me because I think it just was like it meant like adulthood. You know, like being able to order a calzone. Everyone else is having their. You know, boring unfolded pizza, and that was, I would always go for that. Mm. But I don't even know how to pronounce it. I said calzone. Well, I think I was just you pronouncing know. it how they pronounce it on um, like Parks and Recreation. Ah, yeah, I was taking I was taking the pronunciation from Seinfeld, which is calzone. Ah. But you're talking to a girl here who likes pineapple on pizza, so 
pretending to be upset about what people, you know, about like pineapple pizzas. It's just a nonsense. Yeah, it's attention seeking, isn't it? Yes, precisely. Domino's Portugal here just did a, a week of promotion called um, Anana Sem Vergonha, which is pineapple without shame. And they did six <gasps> different pineapple style pizzas. Shame, it's Domino's though. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they got lot. They got lots of comments underneath saying, "Like the person who came up with this idea has no shame." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm with them though. Yeah. Do you think Ro- Do you think Rosie likes a calzone? <laughs> Stuffed crust. <laughs> Stuffed crust. Yeah. To be fair, because I know the Archers is supposed to be, you know, teach us a few things every now mm. and again. I did have a little think about my wee boys' diet. I was like, when I was listening to that plot, I was like. Oh, maybe we could do better. Um, I mean, he's he. By the way, he he. You know, not that it would matter, and I'm not going to fat shame Rosie, but he's a, you know, he's he doesn't have to worry. Have he's to worry lean and wiry, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't have to worry. I think Ben could have f- off with that comment though. I thought that was appalling. Just just because he's been like a few minutes at medical school, he he's marching about telling parents that their kids are tubby. Yes, and he literally he he basically described what a uh, prick he was being because he's like we've just done a module on. It's like precisely <laughs> Ben, you just said it, didn't you? We've just done a module on, not a three year course in, in nutrition, not even a one one semester term in nutrition. A module on. Yeah, but he has lifted her up to take her out of a paddling pool, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> I reckon he was kind of a bit distracted and he was trying to lift David out and got his wires crossed. <laughs> Well, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Our, the theory that David is a chunky monkey. <laughs> but yeah, well, with what's the face? What's her name? Jill, that's it. <laughs> the cake maker. Perhaps um, they're all chunky monkeys. The whole lot of them never stop eating bloody lemon drizzle. Mm. So who who are the who are the village fatties that we know about? Rosie, Shula, um, Neil. Do you think Neil? Formerly Mike. Oh, Mike! Yeah, Mike, the t- the diabetes. Mike, person. Mike, just who showed up and decided to eat everything in the entire village, and possibly some people as well, and then left <laughs> again. And Brian occasionally gets fat shamed by Jenny. Does he? Well, she occasionally has a little word about his um, consumption. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes a buffet, doesn't he? Yeah, he never says no he's to always food. Always picking at everything. Yeah, and he does have a massive coronary, which does sort of hint that he's not exactly you know hitting there. I can imagine Clary being quite. Uh, voluptuous but it's interesting because like i didn't i thought i thought um tracy was probably quite a a big lady until um jazza ogled her pert derriere over the um you know the the, the rack of soups in the shop <laughs> yeah he did the uniform that rosie couldn't fit into was that the one that was brought round the second hand one or yes. okay so I just thought Pip was so weird this week. I just thought, is it what's to say that just kids aren't slightly different proportions yeah. at mm. the same age? You know, like there were there were certainly kids in my school that would have had shorter trousers than me and longer trousers than me. Mm. I don't know about waist size and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, they just said that nothing nothing would fit her. I thought it was all a bit odd, that. She's going to be doing well at tennis because Kyrgios, what's his name, was a little little um, nugget, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, Max showed me a photograph of him when he was younger, when we yeah. were watching the final. Um, it was funny when Pip was like, 
um, how did I not notice? I I feel I've let her down. And you think, well, you barely see her. You know, you're always passing her off to people. And would you give your would you give Cyrus sausage and mash for lunch? It's more more of an evening thing, isn't it? Uh, I would. I don't know. This I was actually curious to get your opinion on this, Kerry, because I think when you know when your kids are. Rosie's age and and you know my little boy's age, you're just desperate to get food in them. So if they're in a if mm. they go through a phase of liking sausages and mash, mm. you'll make them sausage and mash again and again and again because like it's not it's not like a fussiness thing, but just sort of they can sometimes be a bit kind of like no, I'm not in the mood for that, and then you're left with a you know. Mm. So yeah, he likes sausages at the moment, so he gets lots of sausages, but then you just have to pay a fortune for the you know the posh ones. Yeah, no Richmonds at your house. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm allowed them. He's not, though. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that. I mean, that was a bit of a clunky scene. Was like, um, I don't know how much butter you're putting in that mash. Did you like me? Given that how long Toby had been away, think that's a new actor for a bit. Oh, because I, I don't think it is a new actor. But there was, I, I was, sort of, I thought he sounded different. I didn't twig with that. To be honest with you, no. It was just weird having him back. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely the same actor. A lot of people were saying the same about Pip, that she sounded different. But I was like, no, that's no definitely No way. Her. When she told Ben, if you say that again, I'll kill you. <laughs> She's about one of the only people in the show that says that. And you think, actually, she might mean it. <laughs> yeah. Which of, the, which of the scenes from Seven would she inflict on Ben? I mean, gluttony is kind of like sort of like rather obvious punishment. Luckily, I've I've managed to blank nearly everything from Seven out of my mind. Um, I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but it took me a long time to get around to seeing it for no particular reason. But mm. my entire team at work had already seen it and told me a series of endings. Neither of them, none of them turned out to be true. <laughs> there was one where someone told me Gwyneth Paltrow had done it, and I spent the whole of the movie because he was the most convincing, and I spent the whole of the movie being like, "How can this be?" And then at the end, I was like, "Oh no, she didn't do it." That's the thing, isn't it? Now, when it, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, no, poor Gwen is dead." And now I'll be watching, it going, "Good, good, Gwen is dead." <laughs> Make her head into a bollocking candle. <laughs> um, I've just remembered someone tweeting about Ju- you know Justin and because they put a little insert, didn't they, about um, Lillian saying about Justin? I don't know why he hasn't been put forward to be prime minister or something. Yeah, he's a big enough. Yeah. Exactly. I think they were making that point, weren't they? Mm. Which was quite clever, I thought. Uh, and it wasn't his bloody idea anyway. But I was thinking, out of us three, who would make a good prime minister? Definitely Peter. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, is it? Are we, are we talking about actually doing a good job? Or someone who could be electable? I can just see you avoiding, um, like, batting away questions <laughs> on Sophie Ridge, like a boss. <laughs> Oh, but uh, but your advantage is Matthew. You all of your skeletons don't live in your closet. They're dancing free on the festival. <laughs> like every week you air another one. So there's there's no real you you know you could you, you'd be like the kind of honesty candidate. It's like yeah, here you are. Here are my policies. This mm. is how I do things. That first season of the thick of it, where they're doing like a little practice session about how he's going to cope on news night, and he's, he's like, just ask me some more difficult questions. And the guy goes, "Where's the Nazi gold, you monkey shagger?" <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh dear. It's all absolutely revolting, isn't it? This whole, I know we're not a political programme, but the wheeling out of the candidates and, oh. The good thing about living abroad for a bit, as I've been lucky enough to do a few times, is that it makes you appreciate your country more, but it also reveals some of the absolutely bananas things that go on, right? I mean, you mm. get it a bit when you go like travelling for a while, but but just just looking at our political system now, like the idea that the populace is just going to go to bed now, not angry, but like a lot of the populace, having had a bunch of people who they're not going to get to vote for debating about being prime minister, it's mm. absolute madness that no one's just going, well, excuse me, if they're not, you know, why the hell are they on my television? What well, it just, anyway, you know, it's, it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. I must admit, I've tuned out of it since this whole leadership thing started. I did, I have tuned out. I haven't been listening. I, I pick up little bits from the news. Who's the front runner now? I've, I'm kind of lost in it. Rishi, I think. And that mordant woman. Yeah, but, but we should, we should, I mean, I could, I could do five hours on, on this topic. So yeah. I need to shut, shut I think it was because Justin was, you know, mentioned as a possible contender. That's a brilliant observation. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely bang on. I mean, like he, he would, he's definitely, he's everything that's wrong with the Tory party, isn't he, Justin? Like the, just look at the way that he was treating Shula. Like mm. before he knew the facts, he was making assumptions. He made some quite sort of unpleasant and untrue uh, comments about like her involvement and his involvement and how it yeah. should play out. I mean, it was just, it was a very sort of, it was everything that's wrong with kind of a patrician mansplainy mm. white stale male, stale, was it stale male and pale? Yeah. Yeah. And and the way Alice won him round was to flatter him with the, and to say, to basically wave, I was going to say pound notes, they don't exist anymore, but just wave the cash in his vulgar face. Mm. And she said that equine-assisted therapy, she experienced that some people in her rehab had benefited for it. And that's the only time in rehab that they encourage you to get back on the horse. (laughs) (laughs) But he was horrible about it, wasn't he? I mean, he was, Lillian had to go there first, didn't she say? He's on the warpath. Um, and I think was it Shula said, "What's his problem?" It's like, well, he's Justin, isn't he? Yeah. Why are you married to someone where you have to run to your mates to warn them about him? That's a very good point. That's a very, very good point. It's not right, is it? Is it because they're in a soap? Yes. <laughs> oh, we've, we've cracked it. God, phew. <laughs> and you would get there in the end. I do suffer with how worked up I get about the archers. Like I'm like, but come on, Peter, it is just a soap opera. But then it's it's you have to you have to invest in it, or it wouldn't be any fun, right? Like that's the only yeah. amusement you get, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, uh, you have to sort of take it very, very seriously. Get really over emotional about it. Uh, it's pure bollocks, anyway, isn't it? Essentially, mm, a lot more recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really I mean, big, fat, hairy, sweaty bollocks. I can't remember when it was, Kerry, but it was definitely in your company when I was told that the um, that the basically the guy, help me out the guys from EastEnders had taken over the kind of production of it. Ah, really? I know. I can't remember. I yeah. like how people have been referring to it as Anne Bridgerton as well recently. I thought that was quite clever. Yeah, it is. It's definitely getting like the fact that we've mentioned this before, the fact that there are more off mic characters who are coming on mic. The fact that they're sort of, they do. Coming on mic. 
<laughs> that, then? Matthew, uh, just, in, in you come. That's, uh, that's Vicky. Yes. <laughs> You've already mentioned her. It's, it's, it is you forgot getting... twice in one show what her name is. Jesus Christ. It's getting a lot more sort of racy and kind of like dramatic, isn't it? The whole thing. Or is it just me? Yeah, there'll be an aircraft sort of landing on Grey Gables just as it's renovated, won't there, probably? I, oh, I mean, there's already been an explosion. I, I was predicting that the, because there was Clary said if if the pizza van can get through the, the fate, then everything will be fine. So I was expecting some kind of disaster there, like it mm. catches fire or something. Ian experimenting with with his um uh, uh, flambe pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he sets fire to a bunch of you know village children. Oh, it would be really good if they somehow gave the whole of the fate some sort of terrible dysentery, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or food, some food poisoning issue. One thing I did like actually, if we were saying that we we were bristling a bit at. Chelsea's uh, nastiness towards Brad. She isn't going to charge Russ for a haircut because he's a mate. That made that made me feel oh, quite good. I know, and he says I'm better than any proper hairdresser or something. Do you think that's how Russ sees it? Yeah, I think he has a real fondness, doesn't he? Yeah, because he used to go to Borchester buzz cuts or something. Yeah, he's not going full rust, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> and to be, and to be fair, you are right, Kerry, because um, Lily, her nose was put out of joint a bit, wasn't it, by just how well him and Chelsea got on? Mm. And also, he did give up quite a lot of his time to sort of support her, didn't he, when she needed some help with her yeah. studies? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm playing catch up. I'm being thick. So that's all right. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. No, it does make sense, doesn't it? Because she actually owes him quite big time. Yeah, I, uh, what a lovely pairing they are. Well, unless she's mouthing off. I don't like mouthing off, Chelsea. I'm not saying that young people are like this, but it's not. It's a characteristic that's more prevalent with young people, right? The idea that she's sort of a bit more inconsistent. She flies off, you know, flies off the the, the handle. It, you know, she's quite a well-rounded character, and the fact that she's got—I don't like it when she's a bit of a tit. Mm. But, you know, it is realistic that she would have all these different sort of facets and she is such yeah. a likable character as well i yeah. mean tracy as well tracy's tracy's no pushover and um i do like the way that their accents kind of interlock they're very very believable as a mother and daughter oh chickpea curry that sounds awful but lasagna curry today was that made with chickpeas as well though? I, no, was wor- no. I was worrying because chelsea was like oh my god omg amazing <laughs> When she was told she was having lasagna for dinner. Oh, I know. Those little um, hints at their struggles. You know, no one wants chickpea curry, really, do they? No. As a, as a main meal. <laughs> it's def- yeah, there's definitely certain foodstuffs that you only eat when you're either completely skint or you're minted. <laughs> yes. It's part of a diet. It's yeah. like, you know. I did. Um, oh, no, boy, you me okay i was about to do one of my absolute most but i know it can be really dull but i was about to go for oh, go on peter i like it go on go on um, what was it i found out the other day you can make tofu out of chickpeas <laughs> um so it said it you know I was can you be asked this is the thing i was looking at tofu presses on amazon 20 quid you probably can can't you i really can be asked i think that's my jam well have a go yeah okay um watch this spot listeners
Um, now I've got to do a tofu talking uh, jingle. <laughs> Actually, talking of um, uh, jingles, um, Kerry, it yeah. is time to check in on <laughs> general assets. Site talk. Oh, can't you see? Me. She blows. <laughs> <laughs> Massively unnecessarily long. Oh no, it's great. It's great. Yeah, oh, it's all completely bizarre again on the drains front in Warbis Towers. Right now, downstairs in my kitchen, there is a massive sort of blue rectangular like a lilo <laughs> on the kitchen floor which is plugged into a machine which is very noisy that blows air into this lilo and then there are holes at the in the bottom bit of the lilo so it blows air onto the expanse of floor and Kerry it's, it's about 14 foot by 14 foot isn't it enormous yeah. i thought you were preparing a, an air mattress for my impending visit to the uk when you sent that to me <laughs> well, i don't think you want to sleep there matthew <laughs> <laughs> on the drain bed um and then there's another machine going at the same time also noisy which is a dehumidifier so this bloke came round in the week and ripped up my lino oh and, <laughs> and sort of disinfected <laughs> Disinfected everywhere. Yeah, there's my sex life again. And um, installed these machines. We've got to have these f***ing things on 24-7. So my electricity bill is going to be mental. We're not... Because it's it's our kitchen, living, dining room down in the basement. Obviously, we're not going to have the lilo blowing away whilst we're watching Love Island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It'd be like being in Love Island, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yes, it's the closest I'll get anyway. Um, yeah, so it's an, an entirely ridiculous situation in my home, which oh, is... Very sorry. We're, we're trying to just laugh through it because it is just so wrong. Literally shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad, Matthew, because I, I realised that, you know, obviously we all check in on each other quite a lot, and I realised I just thought everything was fine. It's such a bloody horrible thing to happen to you, and Kerry said two weeks of this in this weather. Anyway, sorry. What shall we um, cleanse the palate with a with a bit of an advert? Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, so um, Oliver's kitchen burnt down. Um, Carrie's, is, <laughs> Carrie's <laughs> is subsumed in a swamp of her own feces. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to link into Oliver somehow. That's good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Oliver, um, d- um, what do we think is happening with him and Brad? Uh, obviously, there was the the very unpleasant little bit of gossip from George. Mm. I was wondering whether Oliver's going to pay for Brad's summer school fees. Did you right. get that feeling? I hope he doesn't, because mm. I don't want George to be right. And I, I really don't want. I'm dreading Oliver overhearing one of these chats. Yeah. Mm. I, well, it's not. He wouldn't have to pay for the summer school, will he? It's free. It's just everything else. It's the the food and the travel. That, oh right, that, sorry. Yeah, that, yeah. That Brad is having to pay for. But yeah, I get your point, Kerry. That he's gonna. He's he might think that because you know that little bit early when earlier in the week when he said well there's no point asking my mum because she wouldn't have money anyway would she and he stormed off I was like then mm. he now he's gonna say oh here you go have some money and I thought at the time oh no he's doing that because of what George said mm. and he it wasn't he came back and apologized later but then he came back tonight and he was like oh. well, he'd had his ass telly handed to him <laughs> and he, so <laughs> um so he, I don't know now he's he's kind of Oliver Sterling is our enemy yeah, I just hope I've just got this horrible feeling George is going to blackmail Oliver in some kind of horrible thing. I don't know what, really? like being being over friendly or something like that. <gasps> oh, that's good, Matthew. You're good at this sort of um, prediction. You say I'm good at that, Kerry, but none of my predictions have ever come true. Oh, I think <laughs> I'm sure they have. I want Matthew's version of the Archers. Actually, yeah. slight slight segue. Matthew, have you found me particularly sexy today? Is there anything no, different you notice about me? Is there any reason why you found me particularly alluring talking to me today? Um, I don't know. Have you? Uh, did you have a charcoal face? I've been upcycling, Matthew. Oh, sorry, I didn't notice. Like your uh, like your dreamboat Fallon. Yeah, I've been painting some stools. Get you. Get yeah, look at that. Ah, okay. What, your when own I <laughs> the cow, poor Kerry. This is a whole world, a whole world now. So, like, oh yeah, it's pottery. <laughs> <laughs> Your pottery shit. Yes, it is. <laughs> Go and have a shower, mum. Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, Kerry, I did actually see two seconds of Love Island on Twitter, and I feel mm. like I've seen everything I ever need to see ever. Yeah, mm. Amen to that. Was, yeah. Where it was the guy where he just said it was no big deal or anything. I just licked her tit. <laughs> I love it. So okay. Oh, anyway, so if people want to be on Team Matthew and Peter or Team Kerry when it comes to Love Island, presumably Twitter is a magnificent place to keep the debate going. Yeah, at the Cider Shed Pod is where we are on Twitter. We've got two thousand three hundred and fifteen Twitter followers. Isn't that great? Well, uh, people. 
yeah, lovely, lovely folk. So come and tweet along with us there. And um, you'll see um, little posts about voting for us on, on the uh, British Podcast Awards Listener's Choice um, on Twitter. But yeah, if you can go to... Oh, I can't f*** that up. Sorry. Hey everyone, it's Peter Kerry and Matthew from the future here. Um, we're all dizzy with confusion. No, that's not true. Matthew's not dizzy with confusion. Um, so anyway, Matthew, take it away. What can people do? I think they can still vote for us in the listener's choice category for the podcast awards because the voting closes at the midnight of the 17th and that is midnight Sunday. So if you're listening to this on Sunday morning, what are you waiting for? Go and vote for the Cider Shed. Yes, create create lots of new um, email addresses so that you can vote for lots of times. <laughs> so I'm just about to uh, say something about Kerry and energy and doing something else about iTunes. So do that anyway. Um, so do both. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. People can take the enthusiasm that Kerry's just drummed up and move it across to iTunes where they could write a five-star review with words then that would be amazing so that um, Kerry's marketing efforts aren't aren't wasted. Um, yeah. And uh, Matthew, if people want to see pictures of you topless, um, they can go to Instagram, right, and Facebook. They can go to Instagram, yeah. It's the same handle as Twitter, the Cider Shed Pod. 467 followers now, which is keeps going up and up. Don't know where they all come from. Mm. The nutters. And we've got a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast. You can find us there, post up things that you think about the week and i will chime in with some very inappropriate comments as well as everyone else and please ping us an email at hello at the if you want to send us any feedback or get in touch ask any questions or anything um and i will do my best to get back in touch um well guys i'm away next week so it's gonna be matthew and kerry again um so and also it's gonna be matthew's birthday so presumably a lot of um limoncello and various other liqueurs will have been partaking in and yeah. uh yeah enjoy 20, it's 20 minutes of me telling everyone i love them and carrie will be discussing <laughs> the archers <laughs> yeah so they could just well if you don't want to listen if you can't wait till next week just listen to that clip of matthew at the beginning from the festival again and again have a lovely week <laughs> see you next week take care everyone take care carrie bye Hang on.